I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! And welcome to the Packle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Batch, here today with my co host, Scarone! And Vigor! And we're here to bring you the 171st episode of the Pokemon Above Ground Champions League. <laughs> Welcome to the 171st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, Scrawn and Vigor. And puckle up for another exciting episode of the Pokemon Underground Champions League. Uh, <laughs> Not the above ground. Not the above ground. The underground. Different universe altogether. It's just a completely different yeah. podcast. Uh, Not but, even here. <laughs> but for, uh, as, as is usual... What have you guys been doing in Pokemon? Um, so, I have um, been diligently uh, doing facing my matches in the UUTC. Oh yeah, that's right. How are you doing in that? You're like the only one that's I, left. Um, there are three of us left. Okay. Um, I have no idea who won against uh, between uh, Roji Negro and uh, Wave Bomber. Uh, Roji and... Negro won the winners bracket, I believe. Oh, he did. Yeah. Well, that that means that. The next round will be myself versus Wave Bomber, and then the winner will face Roji Negro. Sweet. And then right. I can hand out these sweet prizes. Yes. Alrighty. I, I, I want to know what those... Mm. <laughs> uh, and then, I guess, uh, how about you, Viger? What have you been up to? Still working on my TCG deck. My okay. metal deck is turning out very nicely. Wonderful. Finally got some metal energy and an Agron EX to boot. Ooh, How many bron- bronzongs do you have? <laughs> just, I have one bronzor and one bronzong. Holographic, mind you. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, The shininess that, determines its value. Yes. yes. Okay. And I even have a hone edge to boot with it as well, so expect an Aegislash somewhere in that deck. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. 
I'm kind of hoping for that, but it's the main powerhouse is Metagross and yeah. Mega Metagross EX, so, yeah. Well, Bronzong is basically like Aromatus and very, very important in uh, is Steel it, Deck. Does, it, does that deck play like uh, like the Fairy Deck? Um, I don't... Uh, I, I, don't I haven't actually games. seen one play, but okay. Bronzong is basically an, a copy of Aromatus okay. for Metal Energy. Like, I was playing the Fairy Deck for a while, and... I really liked it, but... It's very yeah. useful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as for myself, I've been working on VGC this week. And oh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, wow. I, it has not been going well. Are you using any, like, <laughs> really, really weird Pokemon, like Delibird? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I found... So, like, this this meta is just, like, completely different to any other meta, you know? Yes. Right. And so... Yes. Keep in mind, what I did he, was, he has his fair share of Pachi Risu wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped in with some team that I got from... Uh, I went to Nugget Bridge, I went to the Rate My Team section, and I played around with what other people were saying were was good, just so I could get into it and, like, figure it out. And it just... It was not going well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's were- a lot of work to switch into that meta. It's It's honestly, like, a completely different animal. It's all. Uh, I think you need intimidate Pokemon or Pokemon that like defy intimidate. No, no, you Wanna definitely need that. I was running, I was running by Sharp and either like uh, clear body Pokemon or that specialize in special that's attacks. Good. So. Yeah. yeah, that's that seems like it'd be good. They were there. It was just it's it's just weird playing because it's completely different. Yeah, you have to like know when to protect. Yeah. I don't know what works. That's really the problem. Basically, I think you can protect on any on anything. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Protects like hidden power, and that it can be taught to anybody. Sublime is like screaming right now at the podcast, and he's just like, "You guys are all really, really bad at VGCs." And I agree. (sighs) I agree entirely. I'm sorry I put fun over competitive viableness. (laughs) Knowing Sublime, just me. Knowing Sublime, he probably knows this is happening right now and is like writing a furious email. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like in his bed, just kind of like half awake, and all of a sudden he just lurches up. He's like, my VGC sense is tingling. <laughs> he knows we're talking about him right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So I guess without further ado, let's head over to the news. So cue the epic music. <laughs> And on to the news. It's uh, been a very slow news week, actually, in Pokemon. Mostly because we're, like, in that lull between a new game being released and a new game being announced. And, you know, but there's still some stuff to talk about. For those of you who haven't gotten the Eon ticket via Street Pass, which means you probably, like, live in a very, like, rural part of, like, the world, or you just don't Street Pass. Or you just don't get out of your house. <laughs> I get some fresh air, man. Come on. Uh, if you want, or you're an antisocial neckbeard. I mean, I there really, you go. I really like the way that like the Eon ticket was distributed. I was I was not forward at the beginning, but then I really got into Street Pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Perfect. Like I take it every day to campus, and I get you know twenty Street Passes a day. Yeah, and I suddenly wound up okay to be an antisocial neckbeard. I don't <laughs> like yeah, anybody. Big. It's like me and Scron were at a this game place where we were doing like a little 
mock tur- or a little in town tournament for Pokemon, mm-hmm. and then all yeah. of a sudden I just walk in with an Eon ticket. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. So then I gave Scrawn the Eon ticket. You're welcome. Everybody man. there got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really like I was really happy. I got it within like the first week of it being out. Yeah. I mean, I think it spread very fast. Well, you oh got the God. Eon ticket before Street Pass was a thing. <laughs> X and Y okay, was the, I, thing. the 3DS was a thing, so I actually Eon have a story kind of about the Eon ticket. What's your, what's your story? So, <laughs> like, this next semester of college, I'm trying to be more involved in like act- activities here. So yeah. I'm, I try to like join like the local gaming association or whatever. All mm-hmm. right. So I go there and and I'm like at the ver- at the end of the meeting, it's like if anybody has Pokemon with them. Turn on uh, your Wi-Fi. I have an Eon ticket. And then, like, I thought that they'd be, like, somewhat excited because they kind of look like they're not the type who get out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this guy just stands up. It's like, I've had the Eon ticket for, like, three months already. <laughs> I just felt well, like the worst person. Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done that. I mean, um, it's kind of a moot point now, though, because... Yeah. In the news, as I was saying, uh, Nintendo's distributing it online now. So it's just like an event uh, that you would get a Pokemon from. You need to type in the serial code 2015-LADIOS-LADIOS in North America, and you'll get the Eon ticket. In Europe, it's Pokemon 380381. It's their National Dex number, yeah. so it's not that hard to yeah. remember. It's just right. It looks like a random jumble of numbers, but it's not. But then upon closer inspection for like half a second, you're like, oh wait, no, that's just their tax exactly. And so, uh-huh. that's how you get the Eon ticket. Uh, now you can. It's not, I mean, it's kind of sad that they killed off after three months, like, the whole Street Pass thing, but I do believe, like, a lot of people already have it. Yeah, it got around, so now it's yeah. like the time of, well, anybody who Didn't doesn't. It. Like, fill in the gaps. Yeah. Anyway. So I understand that. Alright, uh, also in the news, th- this has just been such a horribly slow news week. Yeah. Uh, for those of you with Pokemon Bank, the Johto starters with their hidden abilities are now available. So, go grab them while you can. Hey, Thatch, uh, you could get that Feraligator with a hidden ability now. I actually, Wait, okay, how do you so, think about that? <laughs> so, I was filling, uh, I was, I'm, I'm completing the national decks on my Omega Ruby, because I don't <laughs> have a living deck, so every time I get a new game, I have to, like, breed like, a hundred Pokemon. Oh, boy. And so, like, I have this, like, I have a couple boxes of, like, you know, Pokemon that I don't actually need. Right. Um, and, and instead, I could be building a living Dex. Uh, but <laughs> instead, I decided, let's Wonder Trade. You know, I haven't done that in a while. And so, I received, like, a major. I did it in the morning, uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, prime time for, like, Europe and Japan. And literally every, like, most of what I got were contrary Snivies and Sheer Force Totodiles. Oh Not even gosh. kidding. That's what I got. Beautiful. It's Beautiful. like that and a Zigzagoon. Oh, yep. Zigzagoon. <laughs> Zigzagoon. Zigzagoon, Wurmple, Shroomish, all over the place. There was actually a study that I read a while ago. Yeah. That said that you get the best stuff whenever Japan is awake. Yeah. It's <laughs> because, true. Yeah. And, uh, as someone who's like learning, uh, like Japanese culture, mm-hmm. uh, they are way more polite than tip- the typical oh, yes. American. Like, oh no, just... I try. I, I I purposely try not to play like when the little kids in the United States are playing. Yes, because oh, yeah. I know that I'm just gonna get zigzagoon after zigzagoon. 
I know some guy on Reddit. He he uh he went on the peak hours of Japan to Wonder Trade. He traded the box, and then he went on the peak hours of the United States and traded the box, and they were vastly different. Japan right. was so much nicer to him than the U.S. <laughs> yeah. So it's, just, it's ridiculous. I would probably say that's probably where I got my shiny Kyogre from with someone from Japan because. It's like, this, the story goes, I had an extra mm-hmm. Groudon, and yeah. I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to trade this for a Kyogre when Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire come yeah. out, because I'm already going to get Groudon in the game. So I trade my normal, basic, run-of-the-mill Groudon that I had, and all I'm asking is, I don't, I just want a Kyogre. I don't care what kind, yeah. I just want it. And so then I receive the trade information back, and lo and behold, it's a shiny Kyogre. And I'm like, okay. All right, now I got shiny primal Kyogre on my team, so I would. I'm really disappointed. Like, I really wish there was some kind of system that would like rank what you're trading. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, this Pokemon's incredibly common. That's a lower rank. You only have a like. There's a small chance you can get a better Pokemon because I don't want. I don't want there to be like zero chance of you getting a better Pokemon than what you trade. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want it to be absolutely random and easy for somebody to trade a Zigzagoon and then get a Xerneas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. That's kind of a loss. I remember uh, both of us, we were both playing Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire yeah. on the day it came out. And we were just decided to do some Wonder Trade and see what we'd get. And I kept getting crap, like Zigzagoons mm-hmm. and Linoons everywhere. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he gets a freaking Magnazone. And I'm like, you son of a... Because oh. to add insult to injury, not only is it a really powerful Pokemon just yeah. to start off with, it's one of my favorites. Exactly. So, like, Get in oh, the zone. Magnazone. I, <laughs> I couldn't raise my middle fingers any higher than what they are. <laughs> what, what has capitalism done to us, Thatch? I what know. I don't know. I don't know if it's capitalism so much as jingles. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. Anything else? Pokemon Shuffle's still a thing, and it's still pissing people off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's something okay. to say. Uh, All right, insert Snorlax cry in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, I do have some exciting like Puckle news. If yeah, yeah, yeah. anybody really wants to listen, uh, we're going to be opening up two things on the website. We're going to be opening up registration for our VGC tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be up there before this podcast is out. I'm putting that together today. Uh, we're going to put up the registration. It's going to be a single elimination VGC tournament. So VGC rules apply. Uh, you don't have to show anybody your team. It's going to be a little bit, little bit more lax than the UTC because there aren't any like real prizes or anything. Right. But it's just going to be, it's something to do for fun. It's going to be get, very similar to the UTC. One match a week. Something to do for funsies. Right. Hmm? You get your name, like, as the first winner of the Yeah, Puckle. of the Puckle VGC tournament. I, I need to come up with a catchy name for it, but yeah, we'll uh, do that later. And right. we're also <laughs> opening up, at the same time, a registration for applications to be a gym leader in the Puckle Summer League, which will be starting on the day before Memorial Day. Yep. Uh, oh my gosh, that's like... Yes. I've already had people like try to. Oh no no no! We've all had people already try. Oh my gosh! But we're gonna open up an official channel for them to apply through. Yeah, cool. And then there's there's actually an interview process that we're gonna take you through if you do want to be a gym leader in the summer league. And yeah, Yeah. we're I think we're looking for like five. All right, five additional gym leaders. Just as a heads up, 
So it, we, I know cool. I've already been contacted by like three people, and if you've been contacted by some people, and I know Shamu's been contacted by some people. Oh my gosh, I've been contacted by a ton. Yeah, like, so if you want to be a gym leader, the way is to not message us on the site, but to fill out this application. There will be an article with links and everything on the website today. Because chances so, are, yes. if you're asking now, Check we'll be less likely to actually... Uh, yeah, I have that. How many uh, gym leaders are we taking total? Like uh, how many total? I want ten this year. All right, that I think we're looking crazy. at ten, and I think right. five of pe- five of us on the council are doing it as gym leaders. Okay, right. So we're gonna we're gonna play with that and see what happens. All right, cool. So cool. we're we're only looking for like five other people. So if we've had this many applications, don't feel discouraged if you don't get it. But yeah. Um. Is there a movie night coming up? There is a movie night coming up. Uh, Ethan is hosting a movie night, I believe, the uh, 8th, if I'm not mistaken. The 8th? All it's, right. a, that, it's the Sunday. That... It's next Sunday. Next week. All Sunday right. at 7 p.m. Eastern? I have to double check. Do we know what movie he's playing? I have no idea what movie he's playing. He better be playing Rise of Dark Knight. I swear to God. I hope it's Dark like a really gory movie, like Battle Royale. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could like... We could, like uh, Saw... Video work some Pokemon faces onto the people, or like whenever a person dies, let's do like a peek a pee sound. You know what I'm what? talking about? That sounds awful. Uh, it kind of sounds. Or it just or it just makes the fainting noise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's March eighth at six p.m. Eastern, not seven p.m. Six p.m. So what you do is you just come to the chat box. Ethan will be there, and he'll start playing a movie. It's gonna be really cool. He'll so post a It'll post a link to a separate site that yeah. actually plays the movie. So It's actually really fun. Like, you can go in there and you can talk to people while you're doing it. It's yes. a blast. Uh, at some point, probably over the summer, I think I'm going to do a thing where, like, we're, while we're watching the movie, we're also going to do, like, a live cast or something. <laughs> I remember me and Bo were doing that when we were play- when the Pokemon The Power of Wong was playing. Yeah. On the movie night, and we were just making fun of the main antagonist ship. <laughs> it's just like we were all calling it a giant space nipple. <laughs> yeah, I really want to. I want to do something like that. Maybe we could pull it off on Twitch or something. But yeah, that way we can make jokes and people can listen to us make jokes. Might be a bit more fun. <laughs> I uh, sorry, I have a joke. If that okay. movie was set in the Hoenn region, would it be called Pokemon: The Power of Wan? Ha ha ha! That was a really bad joke, but it was good. It was good. Uh, I think that's uh, it for the news, though. Uh, as I said, look out for those links to apply for both the VGC tournament and for gym leader positions. Uh, those will be out there, and we will uh, do that. So let's go to a short break, and then we'll get back to you with the topic. Hey, this is Misty, and I think you should sign up for the Puckle Podcast website if you haven't already. You can earn badges, make new friends, chat with me and other hosts of the podcast, and just talk about Pokemon. You should also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Tumblr to get your Puckle fix. If you haven't already, help us out by reviewing us on iTunes. And if you have time, send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, since fan emails make up a good chunk of our show. So join the Puckle community today. And on to the topic today, for those of you who can't read, or maybe you already have and you picked up on the Packle podcast, we are talking about the multiverse in Pokemon. Now, this has, like, been a big deal recently, because the Delta episode, spoiler alert, by the way, for those of you who haven't finished uh, Pokemon 
Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire yet. The Delta episode actually opens up through a piece of dialogue from Zinnia. Uh, yep. I had it pulled up. But then you got rid uh, of it for reasons I accidentally, Why did you do that? I accidentally <laughs> opened up uh, a podcast thing. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> I, w- I was reading it. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, so Zinnia, while you're trying to save the world, uh, is from this asteroid. And so apparently they've duped the, uh, the Stone Corporate, the Devon Corporation has replicated mm-hmm. the ancient weapon in X and Y. And not, this time it can't destroy the world, but it can it rather. Can't suck, it can't suck away Pokemon lives. Yeah, but... it can't, it instead this time, like, opens up new dimensions instead of destroying worlds. Just it's really weird. A, yeah. <laughs> and so It pulls a Palkia and rips a hole in space. Yeah. So. so the whole plan here is to take this asteroid, shoot it through uh, to another dimension, and then it's not our problem. Yep, right? it's somebody else's. It's somebody apparently. else's yeah. problem. We'll cross that bridge when we yeah. get there. But that's exactly. what Zinnia points out. It's like, yeah. well, where is this asteroid going to be going? Yeah. What if and, I told you that it might go into a dimension where there well, is I, another? I yeah, have the exact quote. I have the exact yeah. quote. Uh, she says, That's right, a Hoenn region that's almost exactly like the one we live in. A world where maybe the ele- evolution of Pokemon took a slightly different path. Pokemon took uh, where Mega Evolution is unknown. And so that actually, like, that quote right there just, like, blew up and broke the internet. Yep. Because uh, it, when it pretty, pretty much confirmed that Pokemon not only exists in one universe, but a multiverse of its yeah. own. So. Yes. And I know it's been it's been discussed before in other ways, such as like red and blue version being different universes, or like black and white being different universes. You know, Viger was talking about that earlier. Yeah. And and basically, you use the tremendous power of Rayquaza to save the world. Yeah, you end up using Rayquaza to like destroy the meteorite, and it's not a yes. big deal. And Nobody turns out the meteorite's a giant tentacle monster named Deoxys. You fight him, <laughs> but then realize, oh shoot. I don't have any more Pokeballs left, so now I'm just going to have to kill the thing to progress anyway. If you can like, rebattle it, him. Which if is you're nice. like me, so. <laughs> yeah. You can rebattle him. It's it's super nice. Yeah. Um, I actually have a statement yeah. about Deoxys. So, in the anime, it is shown that there are two Deoxy, Deoxy or whatever. Yeah. At least there may be I more. I have some issues with possible. that movie for several reasons, but we can talk about that in a minute. All right. Um... It's a different universe, Thatch. Well, okay. So the Deoxys in the original uh, Emerald game was on an island, and the the Deoxys in Oraz is in an asteroid. Mm -hmm. So that... I feel like I had something really profound to say here. (laughs) Uh, It kind of like goes on to like the twin thing, Mm -hmm. and like how they're like trying to be united, maybe. Yeah. Maybe? I don't know, but that movie gives me prop. Like, the main issue I have with that movie is, like, so Deoxys comes from outer space. It's an alien, right? Mm-hmm. Alien virus. And they oh. just immediately assume that Deoxys is a Pokemon. Like, it's literally, it's... that thing's not human, therefore it must be a Pokemon. Like, yeah. I take issue with that. I take a little bit of issue That's with like that. It's like if Superman suddenly ends up in the Pokemon universe. Oh, he's a Pokemon! And they trap he may him look human, but he's not human, so he's exactly. Pokemon. Exactly. And he's like, I'm from a planet called Krypton. You're a Pokemon. <laughs> Use Master Ball. You're mine now. I'm going to break the meta with this guy. 
<laughs> Go Superman! I choose you. She's <laughs> like, why do you do this? To me? But either way, okay. the multi the multiverse. Uh, so multiverses can happen. Uh, like there's there's a current theory in like real world physics about multiverse. the multiverse theory. Yeah. Oh, that that lovely lovely little theory. Of, I, and for every decision that you make. There is a separate universe that is created whereupon you make one decision over the other. Kind of, sort of. It's not really decision-based so much as it's uh, it's quantum mechanics-based. Yeah, what if-based or whatever. Because Let's, let's qu- listen to the master physicist. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't call myself a master physicist, but... <laughs> physicist Thatch. So, right. in, uh, so uh, in physics, you have the possibility in quantum mechanics of several things happening. Everything's probability-based. Like, you have, electrons have a spin, and if you've ever taken, like, a chemistry class, you've learned that the quantum number M sub S is equal to plus or minus one, right? And, and you pretty much lost everybody. Yeah, well, no, that's uh. the thing. If you've ever taken chemistry in high school, that's a thing, right? Yep. And, and so those are the electron spins. The plus and minus just mean up and down. That's yeah. how we refer to them, is up and down. And... So, an electron can be both up and down in a sense sometimes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. until you collapse the wave function, per se, or take data, then the electron's just like, oh, I'm up. I'm not up. I'm not down anymore. I'm up now. And <laughs> Or vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Or vice versa. It could be down. And these probabilities can vary depending on the conditions. And Chain reactions, ultimately. No, 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 no. You're trying to talk about quantum entanglement. This is a, That's a completely different beast. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, and so, the this is just that's kind of how it is. So, like, say you take a measurement in in our world, and the electrons spin up. Well, that's mm-hmm. one. Well, that's one universe. But in another universe, you'd collapse the wave function. You find out it's spin down. That's completely so, different. So, so you put split it, two universes in half because of these electrons, and you know you have. Then you apply the butterfly effect. So let's and you say let's a small put this change in, uh, creates a let, much bigger change. Let's put this into Pokemon terms. Let's say you're playing a TCG match, and one of your moves calls you to flip a coin. Yeah, You exactly. flip the coin, and it lands heads. You go and do your move and everything, and you subsequently win the match. However, in flipping that coin, there is a separate universe that is created in which you flip the coin, and it lands tails, causing you to lose the whole match and everything else. So, that's pretty much what that was getting at there. Yeah. All that's of this science mumbo jumbo. Except for, like, <laughs> electrons. Electrons are cool, man. Yeah. Electrons, like, that's what my research is about. Electrons, Yes, kind of. it is fascinating. Right. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Puckle, where we uh, do things on multiverses. Well, we, so I'm I'm your mind with science. I'm educating people. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I shoot electrons at things at work, and then I watch them glow. That's <laughs> really cool. That's are, like you getting close to creating, are you getting close to creating that... Nice black hole that'll. Uh, no, I'm not that kind of physicist. <laughs> I'm not that kind of physicist. Uh, I deal with materials. Okay. Uh, I create electron hole pairs. So. But either way, I, back to Pokemon Multiverse. Yes, Pokemon Multiverse. Uh, after that long aside. Uh, so that's the thing. What I'm really concerned with is what what's the thing that caused the split between these universes, between old Hoenn and this new multiverse Hoenn. And I have the answer for that. What is it? AZ. Are you sure? Like, I, I've heard he, this. I've heard this before. That like, it's because AZ either let the weapon go off or didn't let the weapon go off. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the subsequent thing because, as you know, 
in according to the X and Y Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire timeline. Yeah. AZ fires the weapon, which was powered by the souls of various Pokemon, which would eventually become yeah. Mega Stones and Keystones, respectively, yeah. thus leading to the introduction of Mega Evolution. Mm-hmm. However, there is an upon making that decision, there is a separate universe that is created where he doesn't fire it. Thereby, those but, Pokemon are not turned into Mega Stones. All right, Mega Evolution does not exist, why, and we why have. Why wouldn't he have fired I, it though? I, I guess maybe okay. hi, maybe his moral judgment got the better of him. And I'm he's going like, to. I'm this going is... to poke a hole in this. Do okay. it. This is from a biological standpoint, and there are many of the same characters in Oraz as the normal games. Yeah. And, like, statistically, it is absolutely absurd to think that the same whoa, whoa, whoa. genetics... Oh, no, 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 no. Multiverse would allow for Talking any about universe to exist. So, biologically, like, that can never interfere. Because, like, there's a, there's a, there's multiple different versions of you out there, Scrawn, and they're all biologically similar to you because they are you. Except they're... one ha- one of them, at least one, has, like, a cool scar over his left eye. One of them <laughs> has an evil mustache, nice. and he runs Buckle, so. <laughs> yeah, he runs Buckle instead or Packle, of me. whichever or one Packle, you want to call yeah. it. <laughs> Both of those oh, versions of Scrawn exist, by the way. Yes. They're, and <laughs> they're all genetically the same because they are you. That's how yeah. the multiverse theory works. Exactly. Oh my goodness! Because that the multiverse, because that explains how Mega Evolution can be, and now all subsequent new generations, and how it wasn't in the older generations. Because in one universe the the weapon was fired, and in another universe it wasn't. So I stands mean, to reason. That, and again, just a theory. Yeah, exactly. So can't definitively prove it, but there is evidence that suggests it. Okay, so. I have another um, supposition. Okay. Right. Diancy, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Diancy. That Pokemon, that Pokemon can create Mega Stones. Okay. Or at least its own, as far as we know. Yeah. So, I mean, like, in a world without Mega Evolution, is there still Diancy? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I would, I would <laughs> never really. At that, I, at that never, point, I would consider it like a form change, you know? Like, yeah. uh, just almost, almost, like, almost like, uh, Rayquaza. Yeah, not even Rayquaza at that, in that point. Because, like, in, in the original universe, like, the original Ruby and Sapphire, there's no Mega Rayquaza, right? Yeah. And there's no need for, like, primal forms or anything. Like, when do we, do we have a date, like, in the timeline for, like, primal Kyogre and primal Groudon fighting? Is again, that within the again, years? Pri- the primal versions are going to be existing in another universe where those stones were created by the ultimate yeah, yeah. weapon, so. Again, we don't really have a timeline to go off of on that, yeah. per se. Well, so there's like an, a general idea of how, like, the Pokemon universe creation happened. But, yeah, it's to, really answer weird. Your, I, to answer your question about Deontay and creating Mega Stones, maybe, I'd, I'd like to think that this way, the anime and the anime movies also exist in their own separate universes as a whole as well. That's why the anime can bend the rules of the battle mechanics into their favor whenever they need it. And oh, that's why cannons, yes, yeah, <laughs> cannons. And then that's how the movies can oh, seem. Yeah. To the manga is so definitely much. in its own like. Yeah, and then well. it's how the movies can deviate from the anime, and the mm. anime pays no attention to whatever happened in the movies. Exactly. I mean, we just escaped a giant death bird. Uh, back to adventure. No, you don't get over that. My best friend just got turned to stone right before my eyes. I'm traumatically scarred for life. And then they just keep moving on with their lives. No, well, you no, 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 no. He turned in the stone, and then everybody had their mind erased. Okay. Yeah. 
Nobody's it's nobody's dumb. scarred if you can't remember it. I'm saying the movies exist in their own universe, the anime exists in its own universe, and that's how the two seem to just completely forget that the other exists. Well, I don't think I don't think the movies are in their own universe. Like there Maybe are times... they're all part of a multiverse. <laughs> yep. Oh. Anime is its own multiverse inside a multiverse. I, I would. I think that's. I think that's going a little far. We're go, we're going way far down the rabbit hole. You're going right way now. too far. But the multiverse, <laughs> the multiverse in the games, I I agree with it to some extent. Um, yeah. I believe that Pokemon Trazi is actually a, another part of the multiverse. Okay, now you're just <laughs> okay. You're done. You're done. Pokemon Trozai is just a cash grab for yeah. stuff. No, Trozai is not. Shuffle is. Shuffle is, but there's Shuffle. no uh, there's no continuity within those games. Those are just spinoffs. Yeah. It's like how there's no continuity with the uh, Pokemon Stadium games except Coliseum. I really, I'm really, really hoping for like Stadium Three. I was hoping for that too. I don't I know this. why I keep saying that. This has nothing to do with the topic, but Stadium Three should exist. games <laughs> in Dang another it. multiverse. It does. I know, yeah. and it makes me sad. Another, I want to be in, in that a, one. Uh, in another universe. Where the only difference between this universe is that Stadium Three comes out tomorrow. That's the, yeah. that's the only difference. Comes out for the Wii U, and but then it's I bought like, like seven copies. And there is one spinoff that uh, one spinoff game that I could say does exist in its own universe aside from the main Pokemon series, and that's the Mystery Dungeon series. Oh yeah, there's definitely a universe, a universe where humans don't exist. Yeah, exactly. Or at least for the better part, aren't Wait around. a moment. Wait a moment. Humans do exist in the universe, but like I, not the same plane of existence. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. For the lack of a better reason, they're not there most of the time. Mm-hmm. But still. Yeah. I agree with All that. Right. And then, again, with the different versions of a game, mm-hmm. those are just separate universes in their whole. Taking, for instance, uh, X and Y. One universe, you pursue Team Flare, who has mm-hmm. the unrevived Xerneas powering the weapon. Yeah. But in another universe, you're pursuing... Um, Team Flare, and they have Eveltal instead. Yeah. And that also goes in accordance with which Pokemon you encounter, whether mm-hmm. you're male or female, and pretty much every other difference be- that can occur between the games. Well, that's just because it's in an, its own universe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's multiverse like, theory, it's a massive headache when you think about it. I mean, it's... Okay, so, like, my favorite thing so far about this multiverse thing is that people actually opened it up to more than just, like, everything pre-Gen 6 to and everything after Gen 6. There's actually... Uh, the most popular one, and the one that I abide by, is the uh, three-universe multiverse that we have thus far, where Generation 1 and 2 are in its own universe, and then Generations 3, 4, and 5 are in their, in a separate universe. Because right. Leaf Green and Fire Red and Heart Gold and Soul Silver all exist they all, in that universe. They all, they all abide by those yeah. new rules that were established. Exactly. And the only problem I have with that is Fire Red and Leaf Green not letting you evolve Pokemon like Crobat. That, uh-huh. that was just so upsetting. But you're just not that's, friendly to your Pokemon in that game. That is a. And it's uh, always daytime. No, 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 no. The be- okay, so like I was playing Leaf Green as a kid, right? Or when I was twelve, or whenever it came out. And right. I was playing Leaf Green, and I'm just like, you know what? I didn't get to play through Leaf Green with a Crobat. I'm going to have a Crobat. And so I get the Golbat, and I just keep training it. And then, like, it goes to the evolution screen, right? And, like, it's, it tries to evolve, and it's like, nope, it can't evolve for some reason. 
That's just a oh, massive it's... roundhouse slap to the face. They're just like, what? <laughs> well, there's only one. There's only one definitive answer for that. Fire and Re- Leaf Green exist in their own separate universe, <laughs> where Golbat cannot yeah. evolve. Uh, but a world I mean, once in which you, once AZ you get the, did not fire once you get the magical array of crowbatting. So there you go. I mean, once yep. you get the national decks, it all works itself out. Yeah. Uh, you can you can get Crowbat, you can get Politoed, and all that stuff. It was really upsetting though. I was I was legitimately upset about that. And, yeah. Uh, Blame then, the multiverse. But then there's a there's a separate universe which is Gen Six, and people sometimes even throw Pokemon Origins in there, which because I, of I, my, like it's not a game, so I'm really not worried about it. No, it's just special. Yeah. To advertise Mega Charizard X, would, but that's because the Charizard point. needed more love. He obviously <laughs> never felt any love. Charizard was the most neglected starter in oh. Gen One, I think. I need to go on an aside. <laughs> uh, oh, on my last battle against Pixelamp, yeah. we had a, such a generic Mega Charizard face-off between <laughs> Y and X. I had X and he had Y, and oh, it was God. fantastic. That's hilarious. Which it was one just won? like, uh, X did with huh. After a Dragon Dance, because Dragon Pulse didn't quite KO uh, ah. X. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think Charizard X is bulky enough to take one. It's really bulky, actually. Yeah. Right. But that's that's for a competitive episode. Yeah. Was, sorry, I had to go on the side. No, no, and in it's a fine. separate un- and in a separate universe, Scrawn used Mega Charizard Y, and the other guy used Mega Charizard <laughs> X, oh. and Scrawn still won somehow. Yep. <laughs> yep. And but that's that's good for you, Scrawn. You have one more battle in the losers bracket, right? Um. Yes. Yeah. And yes. then we'll see who wins. So it's I do say it does stand to reason that. The Pokemon multiverse could be existing in three separate universes. Yeah, because I mean that's how the Zelda finger quotes timeline works. Yeah. So it's split into three separate worlds. So mm. stands to reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that happens. I'm I'm not like saying that the multiverse isn't a thing. I I, I agree with it for the most part. I just yeah. people are very very like enthusiastic about it for some reason, and I'm not it's very sure. They demand like, answers to a fictional universe that doesn't exist. Like, Pokemon to me has never, like, it's just like Zelda. Like, I didn't need a timeline for Zelda. Honestly, nope. I really <laughs> didn't. The only, the only time I ever needed one was when I was playing Wind Waker, and it's just like, oh, it connects back to Ocarina of Time. And then there's... That was pretty much all that I asked for. It was just like, yeah. oh, this technically takes place after Ocarina yeah, of Time. Cool. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. And, you know, Skyward Sword takes place before everything. That's really cool. Yeah, I can understand that kind of stuff. And, but, but then and they... like, Pokemon for me has been, like, not even that. Like, the, the only time I really cared was, oh, Gold and Silver take place two years after Red and Blue. And, oh, oh Black and White 2 take place two years after Black and White. Yeah. You know? And for once, you actually play, like, 15-year-olds. Yeah, which is yeah. super cool. Why can't they do that again? I mean, okay, so, like, I know Coliseum gets a lot of crap, and, like, everybody's just like, you should remake Coliseum. Uh, I'm, like, somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't need a remake. you just want Stadium 3. I don't oh. need a remake. I don't need an RPG. Like, yes, you, no, I just no. need Stadium 3. No, I don't need an you, RPG. But, you know, like, I love RPGs, though. But it'd be really cool to have, like, another game like that, you know, where you're not going around to get badges, you're kind of just doing something separate. And maybe that's what they're doing with this next game. Uh, but there really is cool. still an evil organization. 
Yeah, I mean, okay, well, like, in Coliseum, you're not, like, XD, I was so, I was a little upset with XD. Because what they did was they took Coliseum and they, like, watered it down. Like, watered down the seriousness of the situation and everything, you know? That's never good. Because in XD, it's just like, oh, you're a ten-year-old kid with an Eevee. Yay. XD it was, dude, you just blew up, like, somebody's secret base. And with an, with an you run away on your motorcycle. And your Pokemon are level 26. And <laughs> you, sir, are the definition of a BA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I want something like that. Just just give me one more like that, you know. Um, With my appetite. Something that uses, like, physical and special mechanics that we have now, as opposed to third-gen battle mechanics. I do, it is I do. Con- yeah, it is confirmed that uh, Michael was Wes's son, though. Is it? I yes. don't believe that. How is that confirmed? Um... Your okay reasons. That it's because of the yes reasons. Uh, first of all, uh, and yes. second second of all, um, because there's a lady in the starting laboratory okay. who tells you about what your father did. What did and your like, father do? He like, everything in the previous game took down a guy named uh, what was the mayor evil guy's? Uh, name? I forget. It yeah. was, I don't believe uh, you. Um. Uh, you should believe me. You should believe Find me. Find me a quote, and I'll believe you. <laughs> <sighs> but either way, I, I think I think we've definitely discussed the multiverse to its extent. Uh, to a certain extent. I wonder where Coliseum fits in this timeline. Probably somewhere. It's probably well, in like the spin-off. It could be in. It. I feel like it could be in any of. I think I think it could be like in the. I think it could be in. Or it's like a region with very few. Uh, or when in doubt, it's in its own universe. Well, I, somewhere. I, I could say I could see it being in the universe with like Leaf Green, Fire Red, and Ruby Sapphire Emerald. I can see it being in that universe because it's a yeah. region that's like completely different. Yeah, you know, it's it could, could be in any that. of them. Honestly, it's so disconnected. Anything sounds possible when you think yeah. about it. It could be in this universe. It could be in that universe. Yeah, it exactly. could be in its completely own universe. It could, Every, well, each one of them yeah. sounds reasonable. So. I think I think you could because. Like you can trade between them. I'm going with the universe with Ruby, the original Ruby and Sapphire in it. Yeah. Just using their it's a using their wormhole technology yeah, to exactly. connect different universes together, so that you can trade Pokemon from different universes. Yeah, that's called Pokemon that's, Bank. That's Pokemon Bank. Or the Link Cable, whichever one you want to call it. <laughs> whatever, whatever type of wormhole you're into, that's how it works. All right. So. I can talk physicist stuff too, you know. <laughs> All right, so um, I think that's about it. So, are you guys ready to go to commercial break? We're yes. ready. All right, so catch you guys on the flip-flop. Come on over to Ryehorn Steakhouse, where you can get a bucket of fried Dunspot's wings for only five ninety nine, or where you can procure yourself some mouth-watering Deli Bird Deli sandwiches, and for a limited time, some fried and crispy froakie legs. Come on over to Ryehorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. Hey, Viger, do you have a well-balanced breakfast? I, I think I do. I usually have some buttered toast and apple, glass of milk, and... Maybe some scrambled eggs. But you don't need any combios. Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, then you're not. Combios, they're tolerable. Poke of the episode. 
And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex 398, Star Raptor, the Predator Pokemon. Its diamond entry states, it has a savage nature. It will courageously challenge foes that are much larger. Wonderful. Okay, so first yeah. of all, it's the Predator Pokemon, so I'm assuming it's hunting aliens. It's and... hunting oh. <laughs> oh, oh, you got him. <laughs> you you got him, Thatch. You got him. I assume. Oh, That's what I oh, assume. Uh, but uh, in all actuality, I really like Star Raptor. Like I've seen it actually play in OU. Yes. It's um, it's like it's kind of viable. Uh, yes, it is actually very good. Mm -hmm. Um, it's in the BL, which yeah. uh, last last BL Pokemon I did was Weavile, which yeah. means they're they're better than UU, but not quite OU. Yeah. Which means they're kind of just like on the sidelines, like they never see much play info. because you're not allowed to play them in OU or UU. Well, the thing about BL Pokemon is they they can come out of nowhere and completely wreck stuff if you're yeah, not prepared. I agree with that. No, I've definitely been destroyed by Star Raptor before. And Star Raptor is fantastic in being powerful, like just destroying things one hit. Yeah, because of its ability, Reckless, mm -hmm. which uh, gives an additional twenty percent power to. Uh, Recoil moves. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. So just throw Brave Bird into the mix and Brave Bird it or things Double up. Edge even, right? Brave Bird and Double Edge, yes. Yeah. That is correct. And both then, of them. And they're both stab. Yeah, and, and it, he gets and close can... combat for coverage too, which is super nice. Yeah, close combat tends to be the move that's run there, but yeah. other possibilities include Final Gambit and uh, Quick what Attack. Is, what is Final Gambit? Final Gambit Final. uses uh, the Pokemon's current HP, mm -hmm. and it sacrifices itself to deal that much HP damage to a Pokemon. Okay, so that, I don't know if that's really that's good. kind of a, that's kind it's of it's actually right really there. good. Really, it's yes. Um, if something is, if you predict some, like a Pokemon, a, a trainer has been like switching in a Pokemon to like counter yours repeatedly. Yeah. Like a good example would be Skarmory. You use mm -hmm. a final gambit, and you deal a ton of damage to Skarmory, and you switch into something else that's like a, even a mild, not not very effective uh, special attacker, like I don't yeah. know, Vaporeon with Scald or something, mm -hmm. and then you just like take care of the Skarmory next turn. That's really it's cool. Actually, uh, and the last okay. move would be U-turn generally. Okay, that's actually yeah. really cool. I I want to run Star Raptor now. Uh, yeah. Would you or what nature are you running on it? You're running like uh, you you should run either Jolly or Adamant. I would say uh, Jolly or Adamant, yeah. And uh, you're going to be looking at maxing out speed and attack, right? Uh, yes, you should do speed and attack max EVs. Uh, I would put four in defense, so you take a little less star uh, stealth yeah. rack damage. And um, actually, go Adamant if you're running a chart choice scarf, and go uh, Jolly if you're doing a choice band. Okay, so you get yeah. the speed boost somehow. Yes, because it just depends what you want more of. You give mm -hmm. the choice for. That's but fair. you need a little bit of speed. Uh, shiny mm -hmm. Star Raptor looks really cool, actually. It's a nice. It turns more brownish black. Yeah, but I like the little blue thing. It's and got. yeah, it's like a nice in, baby blue. It's a nice yeah. little blue tip on its head, <laughs> as opposed to its red tip. So dapper. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot, actually. It's a really cool looking uh, bird. Yeah. Yeah. Like Me and Star Raptor have kind of. A thing going on with each other because as, <laughs> as I'm just saying, as many people have already heard me go on and on about, Diamond was my first true to form Pokemon game that I owned. Starting off with a Turtwig, and that's why Torterra is my favorite starter Pokemon of all time. Torterra is like respectable though. Like I yeah. really like Torterra. But it's just, again, 
Diamond was my first game, and of course, my mm-hmm. first Pokemon that I catch is a Starly. Yeah. And being completely unoriginal at the time, named it Wing. So, <laughs> so now I have Wing the Staraptor on my team. That's so cool, though. Setting, and like, I won't get rid of it because it was my first Pokemon I ever caught. Like so, whenever, whenever you go through a game and like you catch like the generic flying type that you keep with you, so you can use fly. I mean, yeah. I think out of all of them, I think Staraptor has been the coolest. Yeah, I I'd don't think that. Like okay. Any of the others okay. have been that cool. Firo well, is pretty to, cool. Firo uh, is cool. Pidgeot's alright, but I think the only reason I like have any sentimental value for them is because of nostalgia. Yeah. Well, well Staraptor uh, also has a competitive viableness now. That's not even the competitive viableness. I think Staraptor is just cool. Okay. Yeah. I would He's like to cool. say that Firo is cooler oh, on great. a personal level because <laughs> Firo is incredibly overpowered in randoms. Okay, that's fair. It is the only format in which it is incredibly overpowered. <laughs> but for some reason, like because of how like un, un yeah. like, good it is, it gets incredible level boost above everything else. Yeah. But it's still ridiculously powerful because it almost always is faster and has a choice band. Yeah. Right. Oh man. It's incredible. Oh, well. Like I've swept entire teams with just a Firo, like multiple times. <laughs> oh man. I have some random stories, but that's for another day. Uh so if you want to learn more about podcast. Star Raptor you can go to pucklepodcast.com and check out Scron's article in the meta. Yes. And get some more I, good knowledge. In that article, I even attempt to uh, examine the VGC uh, possibilities of Star Raptor. Ooh, that's really cool. So yes. check that out. Pucklepodcast.com. Uh, now we're going to head over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And onto the mailbag. Um, a quick aside from Scrum, uh, before we begin our wonderful mailbag adventure, um, earlier in the episode, I mentioned that Michael was confirmed to be the son of Wes. This is not true. Um, this was a, a falsehood on my part, and I wish to amend this terrible uh, misgiving. Um, all right. I hope I you will accept you. my apology, Pacalonians. I forgive you, Scrum. There in fact, Michael's father's name is deceased unnamed father. <laughs> so as to make amends to it. No, he's just dead. He's just dead. He's, he's yeah. just he's dead. dead. No. Exactly. It could have been just this random dude. I mean, yeah, it could be. Okay, right. but moving on. Uh, the mailbag, as always, brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we'll be giving out the Green Tauros badge to anybody we deem has the best mailbag. Uh, but before we delve too deeply into the mailbag, we got a special email from Trainer Goggles, who sent it in in an audio format. So I'm going to play it for you guys, and then we can move on. So here's Goggles. Howdy, Puckle. Goggles here. <sighs> Back from a long hibernation. Man, how long have I been asleep? Uh, let's see. Wait. March. March? Holy shinks! How many mailbags have I missed? Thirteen! Well, there's only one thing to do. 
Mailbag question montage. Three, two, one, go! My secret base is just north of the Moss Deep City on that little island. It's a nice space, but I haven't finished figuring it out yet, so it's on the to-do list. Gallade was already one of my favorite pokes on and off the battlefield, so once Mega Gallade hit the field, I was super stoked. Bigger blades and a badass cape, he's visually awesome and has power to boot. I do wish he had a better ability. Nice you could get that Mega Stone sooner. But hey, no one's perfect. Two words. Eon Flute. No more need for flying Pokemon, now we got super speed and barrel rolls and that tune so catchy I use it for text messages. It's the best part of Aura's hands down. I'm really into the whole Mii Fighter concept. Now they can be built into basically any kind of fighter you want with all the custom parts once you find them. Favorite Smash character? Well, that's gotta be Mega Man. That's my boy. My friends don't really see him as good, but that's just because they don't get him. They don't know Mega Man like I know Mega Man. When we step into a Smash, we're not just fighting for fun or for glory. We're fighting to save the world! I'm pretty sure I played the original Pokemon Pinball back when I was a kid, but I lost the cartridge because sometimes I'm just terrible. Never played the Ruby Sapphire one, though. I did actually start playing the TCG Game Boy game not too long ago, like somewhere in the past year. But then Smash Brothers came out and Orez, so it's like, oh my god, new things. So, to-do list. As far as favorite NPCs go, Gen 2 rival Silver was the redhead dude with the attitude. He was moody, he was in your face, and man, it felt good to get him out of your way. Then Gen 4 came around, and that event actually made me kind of feel bad for the guy. He was just not just a big ball of angst, he was a man on a mission. A semi-illegal, misguided mission, but a mission all the same. Respected. Uh, did I, did I mention yet that the Eon Flute was the best part of Oraz? I did. Well, no need to do it again, so here's a quick break. Just like you guys said, hopping on randoms and showdown can help a bunch, just to get a feel for prediction and strategizing. Plus you can find some really interesting Pokemon that you might want to build a team around later, so there's that. How could you guys mention hidden abilities and forget about Contrary Shuckle? Shamu completely destroyed me with his Contrary Shuckle back in last year's Summer League, and ever since then I've learned it is a force to be reckoned with. Remember, there is no mercy when you puckle with Shuckle. I haven't seen much of the Pokemon anime since I stopped somewhere in Diamond and Pearl, so I don't really have an opinion on X and Y. Except that Ash has a Halucha, and Halucha is excelente! I theorize that with all the crazy tech and infinite energy developed in the Pokemon universe, that their money is probably credit-based, attached to your trainer card if you are one, and some sort of standard issue ID if you aren't. Then the government regulates the credit, and then you don't have to torture tiny little meows. Is it over? I think it's over. Yay. Okay, Puckle. That was tiring. I'm gonna go back to sleep for a little while. But I'll write again soon. And probably shorten the word count a lot. This ran on way too long. But hey, at least you didn't have to read it. And we know how much you hate reading long emails. So yeah. So don't explode your flip-flops. Goggles.
And thanks for that, Goggles. That was well, definitely one of the better uh, emails. that made my morning. I mean, that it's just fantastic. done so well with the music. I, I sent him an email, and I asked him if he uh, if he could send us some of those background tunes so we could throw it in the show. And <laughs> because I, I it's really interesting. Like, I always want to do sound like that. I just don't have time to go, like, dig for libraries of music like that. Yeah, right. I mean, like, that second half, you had, mm-hmm. like, the tunes in the background. I can hear different Pokemon cries happening. Yeah, yeah. It would be really cool to like do something like that for a commercial or something. But uh, moving on, uh, we still have four more emails to read. So our first one is from Dead Red, and we gave this one to you, Viger. Alrighty. Give it to the sickly guy. Alright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Fetch, and whoever you may have gotten for this week. It is me, Dead, Dead Red. The trainer that thought that Grimer's design is fine because they didn't come up with the idea from looking at a crowded street and listing what they saw, and I'm back for an- with another mailbag. Oh, man. Me and him are having this back and forth because he's a good okay. one. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I mean, I mean, there's screws on a street and magnets, so Magnemite is another Gen 1 design that seems relatively uninspired. Sorry, Viger. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I don't know. Like... Gen 1 designs are very similar in creation. Like, my favorite my favorite Gen 1 Pokemon is eggs. Just some eggs. Like, <laughs> just some eggs. Like, they might they might not have, like, looked down the street and named things off, but they definitely looked in their fridge. Hey, let's make a Pokemon that is a bunch of eggs. That's a but bunch then, of eggs. Wait, wait for it. Let's make them seeds, too. <laughs> the seed Pokemon. Yeah. But exactly. they're eggs. But whatever, so... Since you didn't answer my plea for ideas last week, I'll do Pokemon contests this time. My first Pokemon game with contests was Diamond. I remember sitting there for hours at a time in the contest hall after beating the Elite Four. I actually had an entire team of Raichu that I had each one max a contest stat. The only times I ever lost with them were when my designs were not pretty enough. A Pokemon trained in coolness should not have to look pretty. I haven't been as interested in auras, but I still got, fr- but I still go from time to time. Now onto the mailbag. I'll start with getting money. If every trainer whites out after losing, then how do they get? Then how do they give you money? The answer: uh, mugging. Yep. That oh, is right. the cruel fate of the Pokemon universe. If you lose, you get robbed. Then the Pokemarts. The Pokemarts are the flaw in my plan, but I have a reason for them too. The Pokemarts are run by black market operators. They are like drug cartels, right in plain sight, but not shut down. I think that's not what a black market is. <laughs> okay, enough on criminal acts in the Pokemon world. I have to go back and help capture the Lake Trio with Team Plasma. Honestly, does anyone remember Team Plasma? I oh, do, of course. Best team. I think, yeah, Best they're team. PETA. Yeah, I think, he, I think he may have meant Team Galactic, because it's the Lake Trio. Oh, yeah. From so no, so you I don't been... remember Team Galactic. <laughs> yeah, Team Galactic. Even as my first antagonistic team, they were very kind, kind of forgettable. Yeah, so, they were very forgettable. See you on the flip flop, but without socks. People who wear socks and flip flops are a menace to society. Dead red, foiled again. All right. Well, uh, that actually hurts me on a personal level. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving Wait, on. are you wearing socks with flip flops? Um, hypothetically, if I was, what would you say? Like, are they like the shower sandals or something? Like the Adidas um, flip-flops? Uh, no. These are like leather flip-flops. Like, these are the things that you put, like, your toes in between, right? Yeah. How do you do that with socks? I did not think this was physically possible. It's because I'm a rebel living in the <laughs> multiverse, you know? 
I mean, just... I don't do that. I mean, I'll do it with like the shower flip flops. No, this I'm, is I'm not actually, Pokemon. I'm not related. doing it right now. Uh, I've done it <laughs> this is not Pokemon related. No, this All is right. just nerd related. You got this next one from Chris Lee as well. Alrighty, so then, uh, hi, ugly pucklings. My personal favorite hidden ability Pokemon is Technician a- Ambipom with Life Orb. For moves, I open with Fake Out. If I think I'm faster, I follow up with Double Hit, usually for the KO, and then you turn out. Rinse and repeat. I find That's it's how you de- do it. <laughs> I find it's a decent substitute for Mega Kangaskhan, but with less tight coverage. Typically, though, it's a solid opener. Chris Lee. Yeah, if the opponent has a ghost, though, they're probably yeah. supposed to. That's why yeah. you run knockoff. That's where you run knockoff. That's why, yeah, the you should have knockoff. Yeah. All right. So I've got this one from Mega Merlinite. Oh, I would like to go on another uh, quick aside. Okay, quick aside. Uh, go for it. Team Magma has socks and sandals. Do they? Yes. Why are we still talking about socks and sandals? <laughs> I wanted to make it Pokemon related. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This next one is from Mega Merlinite. Hey, Thatchin crew, brace yourselves for my outlandish and slightly scientific view on the Pokemon economy and the Pokemon universe itself. Note, I am a history major and therefore probably very, very wrong about everything I'm about to say. So I was listening to the last episode about the Poke economy and thought it might that it seems as though the entire world is suffering from a post-World War shortage of many vital resources. For example, fresh water costs $200 and milk, Moo milk, cost $500. Okay, wait, I'd like to make a point here. Isn't it like yen, so it's like it's, $5? It's Pokemon yen, so it's basically like yen. a little less than $5. Yeah, but, okay, yeah. okay, how much is a gallon of milk at the store right now, Scrawn? Um, $2. two fifty. Yeah. It's okay, about the same yeah. as a per- it's, gallon of gas. It's, it's still a little uh, uh, still a little inflated, yeah. but the yen is actually really weak right now, yeah, so it's probably about three twenty-five. Oh my gosh, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> which is either the same or more expensive than other high-tech items such as po- potions and Pokeballs. That's true. Pokeballs are, like, cheaper than milk. Fun fact. This is could oh. have come by, about by a nuclear war tainting much of the fresh water supply and damaging farmland. In X and Y, we see a lot of dead people, since many Pokemon are actually people who died. I'm looking at you, Yamask. Oh, oops. I skipped the line. Next in the Y, yeah. we see a machine devastating, pretty machine pretty devastating that was made three thousand years ago. So nuclear war seems like a logical step. A post-war scenario also makes sense since there are very few adults, minus el- elderly, in the original games. There are also apparently a lot of dead people since many Pokemon are actually people who died. I'm looking at you, <laughs> yeah, mask. Yeah. Government is another interesting point brought up, and I think the gym leaders act as mayors or protectors of large areas since they are strong trainers and obviously do more than stand around an old dusty gym waiting for opponents all day i know i wish they would like mm-hmm. in game do that more and they do yes. in a sense in like gen 5 gen and 4 did a lot too gen 4 did it too to some extent I, I i just really wish they would do that more like pokemon or the gym leaders not being in the gyms doing other things they have time. lives outside them i mean gen 4 did a really good job even in like heart gold and soul silver when you could just find them like standing around to a certain extent, yeah. yes, they are protectors. Yeah. It's kind of based off of the Japanese feudal system. Mm-hmm. Like you, you beat the if you beat all of the generals, then you have the chance to become the shogun, basically the champion. Yeah, except it's leaders and champion. Yeah, yeah. In the Delta episode of Oraz, normal Norman says he has to spend a day at the gym instead of going to see fireworks. 
suggesting he has additional responsibilities since he doesn't schedule matches, and thinks that he'll spend all day there, not insinuating he's going to see the ditto from the daycare. The last theory I have oh. is about the multiverse. If you believe Pokemon, Stephen Hawking and Neil deGrasse Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, ah, there is a multiverse. So technically, there could be animals similar to Pokemon out there somewhere in a world where we blew up Russia or something, and inflation is at an all-time high. Please feel oh free gosh. to point out my flaws, but I'm warning you, I may cry since I spent all week thinking about this instead of doing my English or homework. Uh, I, I am so that. sorry for pointing out the Yen thing. <laughs> I feel I mean, like I... The multiverse thing in physics isn't like a universally accepted thing. I mean, there's no I way to test it. So. I mean, like, Mega Merlin, I, he even put, like, a little, like, heart sign yeah. for us. I feel awful. Oh, my uh, God. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I apologize. Uh, you've got this. I've done, I, I'm just gonna, probably offending a ton of, like, Pucalonians. Scrunch, <laughs> you have this last one from Fluffius. All right. Hello, fashion-appropriate co-hosts. I would like to thank Gator for last week. Last week's commercial, after the soothing nostalgia of hearing Sycamore rant about bikes, his ditto joke was the final ray of sunshine I needed to recover from Bjorn's brilliant assaults on my sanity. I was literally bent double laughing, so wrong and yet so awesome. Also, about bikes, Thatch, I've been listening to old episodes, and every time someone mentions the ninjas on bikes, for some reason I don't see them roaring down the street on giant motorbikes, I instead <laughs> picture a bunch of ninjas frantically pedaling away on little colorful bicycles, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I thought I should share this mental image to make up for the one about Wallace. I completely forgot that the ninjas on bikes were a thing. <laughs> it was, made up for the it was because, like, when I used to record the episodes, I was recording in my like old in my high school bedroom, right? And uh, mm -hmm. there were some people that lived down the street from me that had dirt bikes, and they would just go up and down the street riding these dirt bikes, <laughs> and it was just so loud. And you just hear it like go by, and you'd hear it on the recording, and we don't. So we just we're just like, oh, there are the ninjas on motorcycles again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mailbag question. With a little disclaimer, I have no education about economics, so I'll probably say something stupid. So, I agree that the Pokemon world seems to have extremely abundant resources, and Pokemon helping humans in so many ways certainly helps, but that can't be all there is to it, right? So I thought, what if the reason for this abundance is actually right there for everyone to see? What if the three house cities we see in the games are not a representation limited by the games themselves, but what is actually there in the Pokemon world? That sounds awful. It, maybe there are very, very few humans around, and that makes things easier for everyone. As for why humans wouldn't thrive and multiply like Bumblebee in such a prosperous environment, well, have you ever wondered what might have happened if Professor Oak hadn't stopped you in time from walking into the tall grass? We know Pokeballs haven't been around forever, and that people used to have Pokemon walking alongside them, as per HG and SS, or Heart Gold and Soul Silver. That means only the most skilled ones would be able to tame wild Pokemon, and the others, well, Bjorn can probably tell you what happened to them in delightfully graphic <laughs> detail. Oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was nice. This would also cause a natural selection of sorts, leaving only people who are good with Pokemon around, leading to the current world where people and Pokemon coexist pretty peacefully. Looking at things in more detail, the League is probably making money from televising matches and other stuff, as there are TVs in every house and plenty of radio broadcasts, and financing Pokemon centers and the breeding of starters to give anyone a basic chance to compete 
thus keeping the cycle and the interest alive, while better trainers can afford to go longer distances and buy items, though no one has been has to stop being a trainer just because they run out of money. I do have a whole other theory about all the others, other adults in the world of Pokemon actually having their main purpose, that of enabling the kids to go on their Pokemon adventure, and fondly reliving their own proxy in the process. But this is already long enough. I'll leave you to elaborate on that if you wish. Fluffy flip-flops, the fluffiest whimsicott. Wonderful. That's actually a really good idea. I like her theory, like, most of all. Yes. Very good. Uh, okay, so that's it for the mailbag. It was a very short one this week. So uh, you can email us next week at PucklePodcast.com and let us know what you think about the Pokemon Multiverse series. Send it in, PucklePodcast.gmail.com. Uh, as for now, we need to pick the Green Tauros badge winner. I believe Fluffiest has it, Mega Merlinite has it, Goggles has it. Oh my gosh, it's only... So it's Dead Red and Chris Lee. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, but I have to go with Dead Red. I would have to go just, with Dead Red as well. Right so, so, yeah, so Dead Red, congratulations. You win the uh, Green Tauros badge this week. Send in the submission at PucklePodcast.com, and it's all yours. Uh, yeah. Moving on, we... Uh, I guess that's it, actually. But yeah, what you guys should do... <laughs> what you guys should do, if you're still listening to us, is, again, email us at PucklePodcast.gmail.com. If you haven't already, please review us on iTunes. It helps people find us. It helps the community grow. It's great. Come and hang out at PucklePodcast.com. We can talk to you guys, hang out. It's really fun on the forums, talking to you guys, and on the chat box. Yep. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and oh. like us on Tumblr as well. And if you read it, we have a Puckle Reddit as well. Wait a moment. I have something to say. Yes. Oh, boy. All right. Recently, one of our own writers, Wiser Osprey, has left us. Mm-hmm. He he probably still listens to us. Yeah. I hope that he does. I hope so. Um, He's a cool yeah, guy. He, he has contributed tremendous amounts of mm-hmm. competitive material to our site, and we're going to be keeping that on the site. But with his departure, we open up another slot for a writer. So we're primarily looking for a TCG writer. We are looking for that rare... Uh, <laughs> That unicorn. swan and the flock of, <laughs> that of, unicorn. Of, of peace, yes. But um, if you have another idea, feel free to send an application yeah. under the TCG one, and mm-hmm. we'll look at it. We're looking for another writer. We have a fantastic writing team. You're not going to get paid, but we do it for fun, all right? It's a lot of fun, actually. It's a blast. I hang out with the writers, <laughs> and they are a bunch of fun people. So Yes. If you're just it, looking that, to meet some new fact. people, it's a good way to do it, too. So. Mm-hmm. And people are always asking to get involved in everything, and this is a great way to get involved if you're, you know, just, you think you're all right at writing, and you want to talk about Pokemon. Or role-playing games. Yeah, exactly. about a lot of role-playing games. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. So, do that. Definitely do that. So, until next time, I guess, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, follow the Tumblr, subscribe to the Reddit, and... Subscribe to the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel that will follow everything Puckle related. Follow everything Puckle related. Yeah, and well, review us on iTunes. That's the number one thing. If you don't want to do any of those other things, review us on iTunes. It's much appreciated. It goes a long just, way in my heart. Just remember, it's Puckle, not Packle. Packle. Get yeah. that. Get that right. Yeah. So, until next time, I'm Trainer Thatch. That's you. I'm Scrawn. Sorry. And and I'm Viger. And here at the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
far-fetched sugar roots, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.